curious about design thinking but don't know where to start, you're in the right space. Welcome to the Beginner's Guide to Design Thinking and A to Z, a year-long series of bite-sized, real-life examples, do's and don'ts, tried and tested go-to techniques to help get you started. I am Tracy Sharp, a former design engineering director turned mentor and coach that uses design thinking principles to help people design their lives with purpose. And I'm Lucy Patterson, a workshop facilitator and business trainer who uses design thinking to help organisations solve problems and make better business decisions. We are two Northern Lasses with a passion for design thinking for your business, your projects and your life. So let's get creative without messing up your jumper with crayons. Today is brought to you by the letter G, which is for growth. Very excited about this topic. Okay? Very <laughs> you can tell for anyone who's just listening on audio, the amount hands. of that was going on then. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited. So, like, and we we just talked about this offline, and it, and I actually had to properly sit down and I did a mind map to help me figure out like how much growth really meant to me because at, like a design thinking level, because at the high level for me, growth is everything, and it's my it's my number one value. And it's been it's been the main driver for me to make the biggest life decisions for myself in the last like in the last like five years. Um, no, probably more than that, maybe more than that, because I think that, you know, I always wanted to like, I always wanted to get out of Scotland. I always wanted to go to London. I always wanted to do more. And then I wanted to go to Asia and then I moved to Asia. And then, you know, I'm just like constantly pushing myself. And it's always because of growth. And so, like, I think that, you know, everybody has like a different perspective about what growth really means, but um, it's actually, you can boil it down to five different areas, which obviously physical, obviously we're physically growing up as human people, as, as human if people. If you could stop that from happening for me, I'd be appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I stopped growing in 1994, so I've been deciding a long time. <laughs> so I'd like to kind of get a bit taller. My, my growth's the wrong way physically. <laughs> No, we've got one of those. Um, we've got one of those things like um, in my parents' house, like you know when you like when you're kids and you've got the, the lines, like when you oh, get to up, up along with like the edge of the door, and then it just stopped. Night four, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I wanted to talk about the five different areas, which is physical, emotional, spiritual, social, and mental. And so, talking from a coach kind of perspective, like we, I can deal with like four out of five. But obviously, I can't help you grow. Sorry, I can't help you grow. Can't stop help you grow. Otherwise, we would both can't be like, shrink me. Much happier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, what I when I when I I really properly had to think about it because it was so difficult and really big to actually articulate it for this particular podcast, this episode. And what I felt like there's like kind of a couple of different areas, and I think that um, for me. I kept kind of like boiling it down and boiling it down and to connect connect growth with design thinking tools and techniques it all boiled down to observe so and I think that we're going to be we're going to be talking about observe observe's going to get its own episode like later on in the series so please stay tuned and come back for that um but like I think that it <laughs> observing leads to growth because it all really boils down to self-awareness mm -hmm. And so I think that coaching, for me, like even in my personal experience, like as 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 a client and as a coach, like having that space to really observe what it is that you're doing, 
So it can be like your your thoughts and feelings, your habits and behaviors. And it really helps also understand what is holding you back mm-hmm. from like doing whatever it is you want to do and like what, what is contributing towards this. So it all boils down to observe. And so, and I think that from like, from a design thinking tools perspective, I think that what, what can really help you with observing, and we're going to be covering a few of these in other episodes as well, is like uh, journals, like maps. So obviously today I did a mind, uh, well, a, a couple of days ago, I did a mind map or like different types of maps that you can use as well. And of course, empathy. And to kind of translate that into coaching, then, um, sorry, in a coaching terms, like from, from my particular tools to a client as well, that comes with like active listening, making observations about what, not only about what people are saying, but how they're saying it, their physicality, their tone of voice and everything. It's so, so important. And then also like sharing observations, like, did you know that you're like kind of, you got your hands folded like this, Lucy, and you're like nodding. So I can tell that you're, you're sitting a bit forward so I can see that you're really listening, you know? And I'm so observing, like- observing, Tracy. You're I'm observing, you're observing me. <laughs> you're observing me. Um, and so, and then in terms of like the final ultimate kind of tools, like you bring all that together and then you can ask really powerful questions, which all boils down from observation. And this kind of really helps the client really fully understand themselves and like where they're at. And that is like the foundation of growth. Um, I also definitely want to talk about comfort zone. And uh, yeah, right. <laughs> the right. dreaded comfort zone. The dreaded comfort zone. And I think that um I think in terms of kind of in terms of growth, there's like a, there's observing, and then there's also like comfort zone. And for me, like comfort zone is all about kind of like facing your fears and overcoming your roadblocks. And for me, like observing, you can come up there, like, you know, I mentioned that you can kind of understand your roadblocks when you do observing. But I think that it can also, it can also help you frame up your perfect problem statement as well. Like, you know, and obviously in our next episode, we're going to talk about how might we and so and that which is a, an awesome way of kind of like framing up your problem statement. And, and obviously, we're going to be talking a little bit about that in, in other episodes as well, about how you kind of come up with the how you can kind of solve the right problem. So. When I've um, when I've kind of summarized that, Lucy, then what, what comes up for you when um, you think about personal growth? I think for me, we're quite similar, I think, in this respect. I mean, okay, I didn't move out to Asia to work on a permanent basis. I didn't have to kind of immerse myself in a culture and among a language that, you know, I was going to be completely alien to me to start with. But I have travelled a lot. I have worked out, um, you know, out in Jakarta, um, out in New York and places like this. And I think that it's, it's, for me, it's the same kind of thing. It's about not stagnating. It's about not settling. It's about don't get complacent, you know, like the day that I wake up and I find myself just going through the motions is the day that I shouldn't be doing what it is that I'm doing for a living, or I shouldn't be living how I'm living, I think is, is my kind of way of looking at it. And I think it's, you mentioned sort of the comfort zone and I think you, you, you use the word stretching the comfort zone. And yes. I love that way that you explained that because I think for some people, otherwise you can say, no, you need to get outside of your comfort zone. And it's that unknown and the outside that scares them. Whereas if you're just stretching it, it sounds so, it's just a little bit easier for the brain to digest, isn't it? But I think I want to be pushing the edge of that comfort zone all the time. 
And in doing that, I find that I have honestly about 70% of my time imposter syndrome <laughs> because oh, I no. do believe. Our friend. <laughs> yeah. But I do think <laughs> <laughs> if you are stagnating, if you are just going through the motions, you are not going to have imposter syndrome. It's only when you start pushing mm -hmm. and moving those boundaries and pulling those barriers down that you find yourself in that position. So for me, knowing that I feel like an imposter 70% of the time, great. I'm on the edge of that comfort zone. I'm stretching that comfort zone. Wow. And, and that's, you know, it's another reason why I like to travel off the beaten track. It's why I'm intrigued by other cultures. It's why I'm constantly annoying my husband by saying why. <laughs> But why? And he's just like, I'm not Google. Just Google things. <laughs> you know? No, you, you've said so much lovely stuff. No, but it's great. And I, and, I, and I love that you've sort of said that. And you've said something that definitely kind of resonated. And I think it, it's, it's about stretching that comfort zone. And one of the kind of other tools, which I think is so helpful here, which is another thing that we're going to cover in another episode, is prototyping. Mm. Prototyping is such an amazing way. Um, to to really stretch that comfort yeah. zone to then take you into the next level and like and then, and I, what I will share is like yes I did move out to China like like permanently um well it wasn't permanent I'm not there now but like you know I, I moved out there for a few years but what I would say is that without actually realizing what I was doing like so, so retrospectively I was actually prototyping my move out to China because I was traveling to China four times a year right and I would be I would be doing it in rapid succession. So it would be from like it would be like um, probably April, May, June, July. I would be out there for like maybe at least 10 days at a go. So there would be a period. And so, you know, I was getting used to the city. I was kind of getting a feel for what it was like. I was getting a feel, you know, how can I really survive? And so before, you know, I took actually the time when I moved out to China to like move there was the 10th time. That I'd actually flown out to China. Right. So I didn't just wake up Wednesday and go like, I'm going to move to China. You know, like it didn't, it, it would really design sprinted your way through that whole process. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, exactly. But the but, but thing is, I think the, the thing about prototyping, and obviously we're going we're gonna to give it all the time it deserves in another episode, but like the fact that we, it, it's the fact that I, I wanted to learn, you know, like overall, overall, like I went because of growth and I, I hear you what you're saying. Like, yes, it was alien. Yes, it was like outside of my comfort zone massively. But ultimately, I went there to grow and I wanted to be a better engineer. And so like in all these little kind of steps where I was going out to China, I was saying, like, what could it be like if I can like, can, can I go to Shanghai for a weekend? You know, like, how does that feel? And so it was all about can I can I survive there without um, understanding Mandarin? And I, when in one of my trips, I was like, yes, I can. So it was, and, and I basically kind of really addressed all of the different things that was really pulling me back. And then in these kind of like prototypes, when I was out there, I was learning more about my environment. And then I was, uh, then I got to a point where I was ready to go. Okay, it's it's different to kind of go out there and not be able to come back. Yeah, but, but at um, the same time, if you have been able to dip your toe on that other yeah. side of the comfort zone. Yeah. And then obviously that's that stretch that you were talking about previously, Absolutely. you know, and it's yeah, I think it's it's one of those things, isn't it, that within design thinking, it's kind of people would probably struggle to see, well, how would I prototype my life? <laughs> like, yes. You know, yes. but it's it's all possible. And it's that whole thing that you can actually apply design thinking to life, to business, yes. to any kind of problem that you have. 
And I just think it's it's kind of just that curiosity. You just need that element of curiosity, um, you know, that, that helps you get the clarity that you need. And it, it's, yeah, it, it, it intrigues me every time because obviously I work majority around business growth. So when, for me, when we're talking growth, it's, it's business growth that we're discussing. But to me, it means the same thing. It's about running a business. It's about not stagnating. It's about not settling. You know, the whole don't get complacent. Don't just go through the motions. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to therefore go from being one person to being 101 people. That is not what the growth has to mean, you know. So even if your money, your business is making decent money, and you know don't just stand still because your customers aren't standing still your customers don't say the same so you need to evolve as they evolve or you need to evolve just slightly ahead of them so that you're all more you know you're always kind of first in their head when they're thinking about what they're going to need next so the idea of business growth fits in perfectly to the design thinking process and mindset it's just that it's not always, the business growth isn't always thought of in that way. People tend to sort of use underlying statistics relating to well, how many staff members do you now have? What's your turnover now going to be? Mm-hmm. And it's traditionally looked at differently. Whereas for me, it's it's a massive part of it. You know, you're still, you're needing to observe, you're needing to understand, you're needing to have empathy with your customers. We talk about USPs, we talk about finding a niche, which essentially each point of view <laughs> that you're finding, you know, you need to come up with ideas to keep customers engaged. You need to be prepared to, to trial and test them quickly and quite crudely, um, you know, in, in many on many um, occasions. And you need to know that some of these things are going to fail spectacularly. <laughs> you know, there's no, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. You do not grow by succeeding at everything. A hundred percent. That is such a great point. I love that. That is so, so true. And I, th- I think that, you know, we've talked about this before. I, I don't remember if we did it on, we, we mentioned it, but it's a, you know, there's a lot of stigma behind the concept of failing fast because nobody likes to fail. And so like, you know, prototyping, trying this like growth, it's about learning fast yeah. because I think that so many of us like have that kind of pipe dream have that kind of like vision of like oh I'd really like to try xyz but I'm really scared that it's not going to it's not going to work and it's and you know as I mentioned I'm not living in China now but like did I did I fail did I fail to to did I fail to live in China full time yes I'm okay with that yes that's totally fine I was totally fine to leave when I did Mm -hmm. it was it was the middle of covid I was quite happy to leave so um but let me let me sort of just I guess for, for anyone who's listening, really, that it's like saying, well, did I fail? And did I not live in China for all that time? And you're kind of happy going, yes, I did. Actually, I'm out in Italy now and it's grand and I'm, I'm prototyping something new. Yeah. So it could be that that you're turning down. You know, do you, do you not go and do you not take the chance? Or it could be something as simple as you get out of bed in the morning. You know what? I'd love to learn to play the violin. Mm. Why don't you? Well, I might fail. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, that, it's that mind the gap between where you are now and where that potential failure lies. Yes, I think they're, they're scared yeah, of. Totally, totally. And I think that I think that a lot of people are uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. A lot of people and just 
they choose comfort every time. Yeah. And I think that so many people choose comfort because they're uncomfortable with thinking about what other people might be uncomfortable about about them. Is there too is there too many abouts and uncomfortable words in that sentence? Yeah. yeah. So they make we, we worry about being judged for failure or judged for trying something that then in other people's eyes fails, even if it brings us some great insight into ourselves, it brings us some great data to go, well, actually, you know, I'm not going to do that next, but I'm going to try something else, you know? Um, and I just think, well, I think it was actually, I think it was Ed Davey in one of Ed Davey's meetups once. He said to me, don't think of it as failure. I think Ed Watson, honestly. (laughs) Ed Watson. Poor Ed, poor Ed. But we heard from Ed in an earlier, Ed Watson, we heard from Ed in an earlier um, episode and it was in one of Ed's design thinking meetups that he actually said, no, 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 you don't fail fast, you fail forward. What if you think about it as learning fast and learning forward? And that has really, really stuck with me. I think more yes. so than a lot of, you know, of the of the snippets or of bits of quotes and things that you think, oh, I quite like that. That that really stuck with me. Yes. And I just, it would be great if more people were willing to learn fast and to learn forward. Think of the lives we could all be experiencing. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that I think that what you're sort of saying that a lot of people, and I've been there myself actually. I'll put my hand up and say, like, you know, I've I've been stagnant. You know, I've 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 woke up and I've been like, oh God, well, this is what everybody else is feeling. Mm-hmm. Everybody else must be feeling like this. And you know, I didn't. I guess I didn't think that it was possible to push myself in a in a, in a life way. I was expecting opportunities to come to me. Mm-hmm. I was just expecting just to be like, oh, life's going to happen to me. Yeah. That yeah. thing. And okay, there there is moments where life does happen to you, and that and and it, it generally is a bit sucky. Not all the time, can be, but basically, I think that. The, the points of my the biggest points of my personal growth have come from me asking for something the difference isn't it and I know you know many of us me included believe in the whole sort of you know put it out to the universe the more good I put out the more good's going to come back but you've got to work your ass off at the same yeah, time sure, sure. you cannot just sit behind a closed door I think the universe is going to hear you and you know I don't know, George Clooney is going to knock on that door at any sort of moment. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing as though you think that could still happen, honestly. Been there, sat for a while, got bored. <laughs> 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 but it, it is that kind of, it's that possibility, it's that potential, it's those opportunities that design thinking brings to this and that sort of, you know, when you really sort of harness that growth, either on a personal basis or on a business basis, that is where it's it's like where the magic happens isn't it yeah yes exactly and I think that you know I think we should probably mention just very briefly but like you know we're, we're both entrepreneurs you know we're both like independent entrepreneurs as well and like a lot of it a, a bit like and I will I will also put my hand up and say like I was a definitely very naive about how easy it was going to be on the business development side I will put my hand up and say that I was very naive about that um, but like, yeah, like when I've put my, like when I've pulled my socks up and I've really kind of like dived in to try and get like leads and to work on like, uh, like approaching people and stuff, like that's when things have actually happened, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, and I think, I think um, I would have given up a long time ago if I hadn't have sort of thought to myself like, oh, okay, what can I do now? What can I do? What action can I take yeah. right now to make my business grow? Yeah, no, I, I totally, totally agree with you. And I mean, growth is, 
It's part of the reason why myself and Phil Teasdale, um, who you may remember from the Beef of Absent episode, um, of there was a lot of talk about whales. <laughs> yes. If that jogs your memory, great. If it doesn't, you need to go back and listen to Beef of Absent. Um, but, you know, we, we've just designed together the, the, the UK's first design thinking course for small businesses. And we've essentially called it Navigating New Horizons because it's about that growth. It's about those new journeys. It's about moving with the times or ahead of them. Or you're going to become defunct, you know, because essentially growth keeps you in business. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, this thing is evolve or die. Yeah, completely, completely. So I'm really interested. So what about in your, you know, in, in your coaching work with the companies you've engaged in supporting them to empower more women in the engineering sector? You know, that's obviously providing them with growth, both business and personal. Massive. Where does it, you know, where does growth feature on their sort of scale of of interest, shall we say? Well, do you know what I would say is like, I think that growth is a, a wonderful side effect. Mm-hmm. of what happens in coaching because I think that what what normally happens and I'm sure you 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 can resonate with this as well is like people and businesses approach you because there's a problem mm-hmm. and it's sort of like you know in my in my business it might be like we can't hire women we're struggling to get women to apply for jobs in our company we can't retain women or in terms of like um if I've got individuals it's like my confidence is in, is like is holding me back basically my, my lack of confidence is holding me back and I think that people are not necessarily fully understanding the full picture of what's really possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when when people actually start the process and generally coaching makes you think a little bit bigger than the problem because it's always bigger than the problem. Yeah. It kind of extends out and it all boil, it all will boil down to awareness again. So people, like, it starts off with, I have a problem. And then you start to really kind of analyze it. And then growth comes from, well, how are we going to, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to move forward? How might we solve this problem? Whatever. Ooh, <laughs> that kind of uh, <laughs> segues quite nicely into uh, the next the next episode, I guess. Exactly, yes. So, um, but yeah, it's it's all really about, trying to solve the problem and growth is like a wonderful, wonderful side effect of it. Fantastic. Yeah. So as ever, feel free to connect with myself, Lucy Patterson, and with Tracy Sharp over on LinkedIn. We're always open to new connections and obviously to the interesting discussions that they generate. If you've got a personal or business growth story, we would love to hear from you. So if, if you do, please drop us an email to designthinkingaz at gmail.com. We're always happy to answer any questions that you might have, and we can signpost you towards any of the resources that we've mentioned during our podcasts. Please do join us next time on the A to Z of Design Thinking. Um, we've already mentioned we'll be covering the letter H, which will see us asking ourselves, how might we, <laughs> in order to make sure we're asking the right question to solve the right problem. See you then. Take care. See you next time, guys.